Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Strategic Planning. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with Mike Flanders and I as we're going to talk about values-based planning and why that might be essential. You know, Mike, there's a lot of people who have very strong beliefs. Well, many people have a very strong belief system, right? And so often I want to talk today about do people bring that up with you? Is it is it's not just the dollars and the cents, but it's also what really matters to them when building that retirement plan. So we've got to get into that a little bit today and and get your take on that. How you doing, my friend? Great, I'm doing good. We are uh, just uh, getting close to, I guess, um, or maybe by the time this airs, uh, Super Bowl. Uh, this will be really after the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is this yeah. is going to be the end of the month. So yeah, right, right. So the Super Bowl will happen. We'll know whether the Bengals have pulled it off mm-hmm. or. Uh, Oh, who's the other Rams? Or the Rams, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. As you might tell there, I am not a humongous uh, <laughs> Well, okay, okay. so the bigger <laughs> anyway. question then is, is uh, by the time we drop this, Valentine's Day will have happened. Did you That's make right. sure you do something uh, something good for your loved one, right? Well, in fact, I've already done something about that. Ooh. I, I blocked the day out, and I'm taking it off to be with my wife. So, Well, there you go. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know what? That sounds like that's important to you. So that's going to be is. a nice segue into our topic today. This is podcast, by the way, Mike, number 70. Our ah. podcast is old enough to get to max out their social security. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I'm claiming it. <laughs> it's claiming it. Yeah, it's maxing it out. So let's talk about values-based planning. You just mentioned your wife, okay? So for many people, Mike, that's got to be the top of the list. People come in, and like I said, think about this, folks, from the standpoint of it's not just the dollars and the cents or the X's and the O's, but it's, you know, what's, you know, those values, those core values to you that are important. So family, Mike, is usually at the top of the list, right? I want to yeah. make sure that I'm taking care of myself, my loved one, and then my heirs. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, uh, you know, that really encompasses a lot of different values, quite frankly, because, you know, so intertwined in family is uh, your faith, the work you do that maybe your spouse might do too, taking care of your kids in terms of uh, helping them to grow and learn uh, responsibility and, right. and meet the right spouse and education and all that stuff. So, there's all kind of stuff there. I know for me with uh, my family, I, I've always had a real desire to make sure that, you know, kind of how they say that the generation was before us, uh, mm-hmm. that our our parents wanted us to do better than they did. Sure. Yeah. We always want that, right? Yeah. So, you know, just uh, wanted to make sure I had the, the right mix of of uh, uh, insurance to take care of things if I didn't have the time to accumulate the money necessary to take care of mm-hmm. my family. Right after me but um but balancing that with um how to how to spend money in a way to um have the experiences that we wanted to have as a family together great point which didn't necessarily mean lots of money spent although we had some fun fun times that we did that were kind of unique and different but it's being with them yeah exactly so, right you know it's how you spend your time it's how you use your time wisely so that you don't have to work constantly now you know and i'm, I'm a bad one to do that because another value <laughs> you, for you me like is, to work right yeah i love it yeah. and and well we're going to touch on that yeah it's helping people and so you know that's yeah. just uh, it, it goes outside of my family i in fact i 
I quite frankly consider my clients my family too. So, well, and, um, and we're going to touch on that as well. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of an easy, low-hanging fruit. I mean, it it's, is. it's something we all want to do with our family. Uh, so, But I like the way you kind of took that because maybe it's, okay, now we need to use those X's and O's, those dollars and cents, to, to fund that family time. I want to create experiences. I don't want to just... Uh, sit on this money, retire, squirrel it away, you know, be frugal right. and then pass on and leave them something. And maybe that is maybe that's the track that you want. Maybe that is for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you're looking to just, you know, be a miser, so to speak, and then leave as much as you can. OK, great. Mm-hmm. But then for mm-hmm. other people, they're like, no, let's let's spend it all together while we're still here. Uh, right. And create those experiences, so you can kind of see where we're going with this, folks. That's the value uh, in your planning that is important to you, Mike. You mentioned faith, so let's go to that one. That's number two on my list. For some people, okay. I'm sure you have clients that come in and say, "Look, uh, we want to be very faith-based or faith-minded with not only our planning, but also with what we do with our money." Right? We want to leave something to the church. We want to give to charities. Uh, I've even had talked to advisors who have people who say we don't want to invest or work with certain companies because their values don't align with our faith. Right. 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 So that may be yeah. important to you and it's worth having that conversation. It is. And it's an important conversation to have. And sometimes just because of the way we do investments, I, I just tell people, I don't know if we can really help you accomplish what you want to accomplish there. And you may want to go speak with somebody else and I can recommend some folks. Not that I'm saying that we're sitting out here just trying to find all the uh, all the bad stuff to no, invest of course, in or that kind right. of thing. But the, the it, way it limits I, your options, so it may not be the right it fit. Does. Right? Yeah. Right. And and the thing that I've I've tried to look at is the the uh, data shows that there's certain ways to structure investments among different asset classes to accomplish goals mm-hmm. that you more clearly expect to happen if you do it that way. If you start varying greatly from that, you start adding in uh, unknowns and and there's nothing known or predictable, obviously, kind of like going back to what we talked about last uh, couple of weeks ago. Right. But there's more uh, expectation that you can build the way you're you're thinking that you can plan and all that sort of on if you you have a structure and a strategy that you can depend on yeah. it forming that way well if you're going outside of that that can be difficult and so i try to explain that okay for instance, if you don't want to invest in certain companies that do things that you have particular concerns about then i just say hey you remember the story in the Bible about uh, the uh, Exodus where Moses is leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And they were told by God to go and ask from the Egyptians for their jewelry, their earrings, their gold, and all that kind of stuff. And thereby they would despoil the Egyptians. And I say, that's what we're doing. We're investing in these companies and we're just taking their money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's one way of looking uh, at for it. For us, yeah. you know, it's our profit now. There, you, know, there so. you go. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Well, and there's some ways to do that. And what I was thinking as well on this with with faith is again, a lot of times what happens is people just say, but maybe those folks who don't have children, right? right. So it's like, okay, I, I don't have any heirs. I want to leave this to my favorite organizations or my favorite church. Maybe they mm-hmm. they want to learn more about QCDs. They want to learn more about qualified, you know, charitable distributions, right. things of that nature, right? So that's they're that's what's important to them is leaving right. leaving things behind to their church or whatever. Yeah, and and, and so you 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 mentioned the QCDs or qualified charitable distributions. Yeah, I'm spending a lot of time with folks on that as they're hitting that 70 and a half mark. Mm-hmm. And you got to be 70 and a half years old. You can't be the year in which you turn 70 and a half but Mike, before that. Mike. Yeah. It's 72. No, no, no. It's oh, not. it's not. 
No, you're. I know, I know where you're headed. Oh, really? It is seven and a half still for the QCD. For the QCD. Oh, yes. wow. And, and what that means is it's a qualified charitable distribution, not a required minimum distribution. That's at 72 now. Yeah, no, I messed that up. You know, we'll keep going because I will no, leave, the, I, yeah, I we'll leave this in because, it. yeah, see, I think I know too much now. See, I, I got <laughs> to have the pro correct me, right? So thank you yeah. so much. That's now, actually great. I just learned something. Yeah. And, and so you're not required to take out the money at 70 and a half anymore, but. Right. At that point is when you have that ability to send money directly from your IRA to a qualified charitable organization up to $100,000 a year okay. and not included in your taxable income. Wow. That's a great planning tool because, you know, just much like the Roth conversion, uh-huh. now you're able to send it, but now it's not a part of taxable income and you're able to start unloading that IRA sum. If you have your charitable incline, you're going to be doing that sort of thing. So I yeah. can get people... If you're giving routinely to an organization, your church or you know whatever it is, let's set that up on a routine monthly contribution or however you do it and, and get that money out of the IRA. And now you've got this other money that you're not spending out of your budgeted funds. Mm-hmm. Let's start putting that into either, you know, if you qualify for a Roth and you're not doing a Roth, put it into a Roth or put it into a, an individual account or a joint account to build up more money there, but start unloading that IRA that's going to be a tax bomb for you later on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, great tool. Absolutely. From that and, half to 72. And I'm so glad that I stepped on that because it gave us a chance to learn something, right? So, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of times we, we, and it's a great point of doing the podcast is, I mean, I talk about this stuff all the time and, and sometimes you just, you know, there's things that just slip through the cracks, right? So yeah. that's yeah. why you turn to that financial professional like you, Mike, who can kind of say, no, 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 I, you know, cause everybody makes mistakes, <laughs> right? You say, no, on this one, there's actually a little extra little loophole, but most of us probably would have thought about RMDs and using that money to say, okay, I don't need my RMD. So let me, you know, let me charitably give it to my favorite organization. And we would think about that now with the new number being 72 for those required minimum distributions. But that's, that's great. You should, you um, illustrated a, a little extra loophole that there is that you could yes. t- take a look at. So fantastic. That's right. And just another thing relative sure. to staying faith thing is is insurance. I've had people recently ask me about uh, having some insurance to benefit an organization that they wanted to after their death because they won't be making contributions anymore. So it's kind of like a last shot. Here's a, a lump sum that you can continue to use to fund uh, operations, either from the earnings on it or the principal to, you know, what mm-hmm. happens. So, right. And I've got some stuff like that that I've done. Yeah. I, 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 that's fantastic. So again, a lot of good information here today on the podcast talking about values-based planning and things to think about. Mike, you also mentioned career, so we'll go to that one. Uh, for some people, right, they just, like you, you just love what you do too much and the, the prospect of ever retiring is not really on the radar. Now, Father time wins all, right? So at some mm-hmm. point you're going to have to, but maybe it's yep. maybe it's looking at if you're a small business owner, maybe it's what's the value in your retirement planning. The the thing that's most important is how to transition from, you know, to that business to your heirs, right? Is it is it selling it cuz they don't want it or is it uh, you know, them setting up to be able to run it or is it just continuing to work? But either way, it's worth having that conversation with your advisor about, "Hey, I plan to work as absolutely as long as my body lets." me. Yeah. And, or your mind, or your uh, mind. That's what I always yeah. tell people, you know, if I start saying stupid things at our seminars, let me know. It might like, be like I just did. It might be time for me to go. <laughs> well, no, that wasn't a stupid thing. That's just, you know, just knowledge that no, hadn't come exactly. to you at that point. So exactly. no big deal. 
but uh, yeah, the um, uh, and I had to learn that too. By the way, there was a point where I, I didn't know that. So we all uh, we're all always learning, right? We all are always learning. Um, but yeah, the uh, the career thing is really big. I know I, I purchased a practice from a, a gentleman down in Charlotte back in 2011. I think it was, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was 81, and he just said, you know, I feel like um, I'm starting to kind of not be sharp as I need to be. And, uh, and in fact, after he got out of it and, you know, that's something you think about a lot of times, if you just kind of stimulate your mind, maybe it does go a little faster, but I mean, he, he still did a lot of traveling and things like that, but yeah. you know, it just, he, he, he went to 81, uh, that's you know, awesome. and because he loved it. He loved what he did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was talking to a guy yesterday, day, I guess it's day before now. And, um, he's 60 and, um, he wants to work until he's 67 or 70, with his current company, but then do something else. And I hear that a lot. Sure. People do something else that, you know, for, for different reasons to give back, to get more uh, satisfaction from the kind of work they're doing. But they, I don't hear a lot of people these days saying that they just totally want to quit and go sit down. Well, that's part of the strategic planning, right? So sharing that information to say, Hey, Mike, you know, I'm coming into work with you. I plan on transitioning from the big career to my passion hobby. I I plan on being a woodworker or I plan on, you know, being a painter or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And I want to sell my paintings on the side, you know, make a little extra scratch, but I want to make sure that my, my plan, you know, allows for that. So again, that's all part of that strategic values based planning. Um, education. Mike is another one on my list for some people. Now, you know, things have changed a lot in the last couple of years. People are starting to really get frustrated with the school systems and how expensive and how out of control the prices have got and the debt that it leaves for, you know, for the younger folks. But some people say, Hey, you know, it was a, for us, it was a lifelong goal our goal or, or dream was to make sure every member of my family went to, you know, went to went to school. So they want to plan accordingly. They want to, you know, they want their advisor helping them set up funds so that all their grandkids, you know, get to go to college. Yeah. And, you know, the thing I always say is let's make sure that you're good on the retirement and all that so that they don't have to come back in later and support you. True. If you are then yeah i mean it, it's it's your passion it's something that's important to you, you so there's some tools that. that you would use differently probably for something like that right exactly right yeah. right it may it may involve using um, roth accounts or something to fund it or Maybe 529s. I'm not real hot on that, but it does come into play at some point. So, well, maybe and it, funds for kids. Yeah, it know, also brings in that question, Mike. Let's let's use, use you uh, for an example. You got 16 grandkids, right? Yep. So, let's mm-hmm. say you're trying to set up a little fund for all the grandkids to go to school. But, you know, as you're getting closer to that, you realize that you know, three or four of them have no interest in college, right? right. Uh, it's just not for them. They're, they've learned a trade or they're really good at something and mm-hmm. they're going to start their own little business. So, maybe as that grandparent, parent or whoever's setting up with your retirement planning, you're saying, okay, I just want to leave, I want to figure out how to leave an equal amount so they can then use that money either for education or for a small business or for whatever it is they want to do, right? Right, right. That's where you had, again, your your plan is to be flexible so that you're you're, you're doing the right thing. You know, it's just like with any, with any child, you know, there's different ways to discipline different children True. for the same situation, just because yeah. you know, what's more effective for them. And so right. the, the same way you, you want to use your money and your influence, 
your time True, yeah. uh, to to be uh, impactful in in each child's life as you see That's what, great what their bents are and all. Yeah. I like that, yeah, because they're going to change, right? I mean, as grandparents, a lot of times we start to set up these funds when they're first born, and I think that's still a great idea. But then as the the child grows, we start to learn their personality, and maybe it's no longer the right fit for them. So, and I right. think more people are starting to come around to that idea that you know, necess- I, there was once upon a time where it's like you know you will go to college because you'll be the first one to go, and so on and so forth. But I think people have started to change a little bit over the last couple of years saying, hey, it's not for everybody. And and we're getting so low in trades people and things of that nature. There's, you know, there's some people that college is just not for them. And that's OK. Right. You know, right. uh, so. All right. One more. And then we're going to finish off because we mm-hmm. talked about charitable giving already with the faith. So I'm not going to go back around to that. We'll just finish up with number six here. Well, technically number five, I guess, which is <laughs> don't forget when you're doing your values based planning or just your planning in general. Don't forget to leave fun in there. Right. So if oh, faith yeah. is important, great. If career is important, great. If education for your family is there, great. But also plan for some fun, man. You earned it. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, it goes back to the, where we started out with family is, you know, not not everything is just accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Right. Protect, protect, protect. It's a part of it, but it's also enjoying the people that you love and be around and, and having uh, opportunities to, to do that with other folks. I love having fun when I go uh, out into public and just run across people and notice interesting things about them or funny things that are said and just picking up on that. Yeah. I have a lot of fun that way, but you know, it, it can go so much deeper than that uh, with the people that you're closer to. Uh, just being able to uh, appreciate each other and and uh, affirm each other and and what what they love to do. Well, Mike, you were talking about a plan being nimble, right? So in the fun category, uh, we've had quite a bit of fun kind of sucked away from us the last couple of years, right? With everything going on with the pandemic, not a, not as much travel, right? Not as much activities out and about with large groups or whatever. For some people, they're right. still not comfortable or whatever. So maybe another couple of years goes by, you know, let's say another year goes by or whatever, and things are, you know, continuing to prove or things are better or whatever. And you now want to make up for mm. the last two or three years that you didn't, and you want to go hog wild with some trips, right? <laughs> So, right. you know, being nimble is going to come into that where you can go to your advisor and say, okay, uh, here's what we would like to do. How do we make that happen? Where do we pull the money from? Uh, and how do we tweak some things so that we can go and do these, you know, big fun trips? Maybe it's not for the whole family. Maybe it's just you and your loved one. You know, we mm-hmm. just want to go see, you know, you know, nine countries or something like that, right? So that's all right. part of that strategy and being nimble and working with your advisor to say, okay, how do we now alter the plan a little bit to make sure we're still not shorting ourselves later in our later years, but of being able to, you know, you know, have some big fun now because we've been cooped up. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's different ways to, to go about it, obviously, is one, if you think that's going to be something down the road in a couple of years, start saving for it right now, you know, figure out what do I want to give up? possibly right now that's not as important as having that availability. Right. If anything, right. It could on. just be some tweaking to, to your investment yeah. portfolio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's, it's and, and so you, you do that. And on the other uh, side of the coin is when you get there and you, you you're going to pull some money out of something that might, might, it might have some impact. Um, if it does, then we say, you know, maybe you work another six months to be able to continue to stash money in the 401k mm-hmm. or, right. you know, you stash money in the uh, Roth or whatever. Yeah. You, know, you, you make up for it um, by, by um, just redirecting some things that you have that are resources and resources should be thought of as like chess pieces, right? Okay. 
you know, certain chess pieces are more valuable to hang on to and not put at risk as you're attempting to win the game. And others you can sacrifice in order to gain an advantage or positioning. The same sort of thing with your finances. You know, it's just uh, what what can I give up here so that I have the greater good later on? Yeah, I like that. Uh, and, and, and I win the game. There so you go. It's, it's that kind of thing. So it sounds to me like it's strategic planning. Yeah, yeah, right there in the title. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, there you go. So that's our values-based planning conversation. You know, basically what it comes down to, and everybody's different when you were listening, something probably resonated with you more than others. What it comes down to is what's important to you to do with your retirement and your retirement dollars. So make sure you're talking with your advisor and being strategic in accomplishing the things that are most important to you that you've kind of had on your wish list, your bucket list, whatever that case is. And I think most people realize that. But, you know, again, make sure that you're sharing that with your advisor because or or when, if you haven't worked with somebody, if you haven't started working with an advisor, that might be one of the things that's top of mind when you go in saying, hey, I'm really all about my church or whatever the case might be. So share that information and don't forget to share the podcast as well if you're enjoying that. You can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher. You can let others know if they'd like to subscribe to it as well. Uh, everybody can just stop by the website to find everything. It's right there at their fingertips at spcinvesting.com for Strategic Planning Corporation. spcinvesting.com. My Mike's got 40 plus years of experience helping people get to and three retirement. And again, you can find him at spcinvesting.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us and we'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning. Mike, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Thank you. It's been wonderful. I appreciate you as always. I'm glad I learned something new today. And uh, Mike and I are going to go have some lunch. So we'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.